Common Sensors Podcast Consumers, welcome to episode 110 of Go Tell It to the Wall Podcast. I'm, of course, your absolute favorite podcast host, the one and only Sean O'Rourke, and we've got an action-packed show for you tonight. Uh, things are happening, and for those of you that follow the, the podcast somewhat religiously, or at least regularly, uh, you know that we've got an album dropping tonight. Tonight. Technically drops tomorrow, but think those things happen at midnight, and the advantage of being on the West Coast... Uh, when those things happen is that it's actually going to drop at 9 p.m. here, uh, and that would be Blink-182's album. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, but we're, we're, I'm a little bit fired up here in the studio tonight. They also did a little live performance. Uh, definitely inspired me to come in here and be a little ridiculous, a little crazy. We're going to talk a lot of music tonight. I uh, also had some stuff earlier in the week that got me super, super fired up for, for some good pop punk, punk rock music. Uh, but of course, we always kick things off with our social plugs. That's right. You can follow us during episodes, four episodes, after episodes, whenever you so please, and you can do that in multiple places. One of those would be Twitter. Follow the official Go Tell to the Wall Twitter account, which is at Tell the Wall Pod. That's right, at Tell the Wall Pod. Make sure you follow that one. You can also follow my own personal Twitter account, which is at Magic Muppet. That's right, at Magic Muppet. Follow both of those. Uh, you're going to get updates on all of the podcast episodes, all the things happening with the YouTube channel, all the things happening uh, with everything. Go Tell it to the Wall. Uh, you can also, if you prefer to to use the, a different platform, you can use Facebook. We are currently live on Facebook right now with episode 110, uh, and that would be Facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall that's right facebook.com slash go tell it to the wall pretty easy to remember uh and of course youtube new content's been going up on youtube the past week or so head on over there search go tell it to the wall make sure you subscribe to our channel uh and check back often for all kinds of new videos new content getting posted on there and of course most importantly literally most importantly would be seanoworklive.com that's right www.seanoworklive.com is definitely your one-stop shop for everything go tell it to the wall and everything sean O'Rourke live uh you're going to find not only links to all those platforms i just mentioned but you're also going to find our blog posts photos up there uh links to a bunch of videos uh, all kinds of good stuff, and also a link to our Patreon page. That's right, Patreon. If you haven't heard of Patreon, it's a great platform that that came that came out a while ago, and it helps you to support artists, uh, broadcasters, uh, people that are out there kind of doing this without a big company behind them. Uh, and and we do have a Patreon page, so please, please click that link. Uh, under support on SeanOrourkeLive.com. Every dollar helps. Uh, you can give us a dollar, you can give us two dollars, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever it might be. And if you do support enough financially you can actually get your name up on the wall supporters board right behind me for those of you on the live feed you can kind of see the bottom of it right there i've got to reposition that camera a little better so you can get more of the the wall supporters board uh, of course you'll see it popping up in a lot of photos and all that good stuff so please please if you have the means and you would like to do so please help us out on patreon uh every 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 little bit helps uh and also i mentioned new videos being added constantly to YouTube over the past uh, week or so. We've actually started adding uh, individual weekly rants. So I've been pulling the the clips of the actual weekly rants. We've been doing them since episode 104, I believe it is, 104 or 105, maybe 103, right around there. Uh, so those are all individually being posted on YouTube, but they are also being posted on um, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall. So make sure you're checking those out, especially if you've missed rants or whatever it might be, or you just want to get a quick clip in instead of having to listen to the entire hour long episode. Uh, again, YouTube is great for this, but we're also putting up the individual uh, weekly rants. So those are all going to kind of be in one place. 
All right, before we get on to the weekly rant, we have our beer this week. That's right. We've had a lot of the this particular type of beer on the podcast lately, uh, and we're, we're hitting the end of summer, so we'll probably be switching it up a little bit. I've got, I've actually literally got a couple of Oktoberfest beers sitting over here that we're going to bust out for October. Uh, but since it is still September here, we have a Samuel Adams Sam 76. That's right, Sam 76 Lager. It is a lager. We don't usually have a ton of lagers on the podcast, but I feel like lately, because it is summer, uh, we have been having these lagers on the podcast. And Samuel Adams, still independent. Uh, that's what's funny is a lot of people don't realize that, and I'm going to show up for people on the live feed, they, actually, they literally have the independent beer seal. They're so big that a lot of people forget they're still completely independently owned. It, it's family owned. It, it's very much like Sierra Nevada where they have such big distribution that a lot of people don't realize they're still fully independent, uh, technically craft beer, and Samuel Adams is one of those. So definitely check them out. It's a lager. It's super tasty. Uh, for a lager, I was actually drinking a couple of these last weekend with my brother-in-law, and even he was like, wow, that's a, that's a tasty lager. He's more of a lager pilsner guy uh, himself. So this one's tasty, especially for end of summer now. It's 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 cooling off a little, but it's still warm. Uh, so, so check this one out. I mean, it's still nice when the weather's cold, but it's definitely a warm, warm weather beer, and it literally says right on there, crushable. I prefer to sip my beers. A lot of people like to just chug beers. I am more of a beer sipper. Just enjoy it. I'm not super into, like... I was never never really big on like the beer bongs and stuff in college. Everyone enjoyed doing that. I was like, yeah, let me like I'll drink some beer, but uh, I'm I'm not gonna chug it. It's just not my style. Uh, and it's sitting at 4.7 uh, percent alcohol by volume, so it's really not super strong. Uh, definitely on the lighter side, especially compared to a lot of beers we have on the podcast. So check them out, Samuel Adams Sam 76 Refreshing Lager. It's not just a lager; it's a refreshing lager. I think most lagers are refreshing unless they just taste horrible. Uh, so that seems like a a uh, I don't know. What's the word? Double, double, whatever. I sometimes words escape me. I've been listening <laughs> to a bunch of Blink-182 this evening, and uh, the, the words just just pop out of my mind there. But check them out. Sam Adams. Mm. I'm enjoying it. It's a lager. I'm not a big lager guy, but I am enjoying that particular lager. It's tasty. Tasty and refreshing. Literally says right on there. Refreshing lager. Uh, all right. Weekly rant. The weekly rant for episode 110. I'm actually going to hold back a little bit this week. Uh, I, I have, I've actually got a couple other rants like like in the hopper right now. But this one was very timely because it came up this week. So this past Monday, uh, we had the pre-sale for the Hella Mega Tour. I talked about this on the last episode. This is a big, big, not only nationwide tour, but also international tour featuring Green Day, Fallout Boy, Weezer, and I will go ahead and say it, most importantly, the Interrupters. I'm a big Interrupters fan. And on Monday, I went to get tickets, not only for myself and my wife, but also for five of our other friends. Uh, the, 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 the general on sale happens actually tomorrow, uh, September 20th, but the pre-sale for a lot of people happened on Monday if you follow a lot of bands and you're on their mailing lists and, and you get these pre-sale codes. So that was happening. And of course, everything is being sold through Ticketmaster. This is a Live Nation tour, so everything has to go through Ticketmaster. And of course, I go through there and I buy a couple of pit tickets to start off. $179. Yes, expensive. This is crazy. I'm used to you know, spending, uh, gosh, I, I'm, we've got some shows coming up there, $10 tickets, uh, but really at like 50, 60 bucks for these big festivals where we've got Blink-182 and Rancid and everything. I think last time I saw Blink, uh, back there in, back in May, it was like 50 bucks for that festival and like a $10 service fee. But unfortunately, Ticketmaster, they are the absolute worst when it comes to service fees. On those $179 tickets, I paid about a $40 service fee. It was about $40. That is over 22%. That is more than 22% uh, 
of, of your total cost that's being just tacked on to the end. Tacked on to the end. And I get it. Everyone's got to wet their beak. Everyone's got to make money. Ticketmaster's got to make a little bit of money. That's fine. Whatever. I, I'm, you know, I, I get that. However, there's a fine line when it comes to how much you're going to charge uh, as far as service fees and that kind of stuff. And when you're talking it's 22% of the cost of your ticket, that's excessive. At that point, I don't care what you're doing. It, it's, it's too much at that point when you're talking about a $40 service fee. I don't care about the fact that I'm paying $179 for tickets. And of course, Ticketmaster, they're the biggest ones in the games. They're the biggest in the games, in the game. It, not only when it comes to concert tickets, but when it comes to sporting event tickets. Most of that stuff runs through Ticketmaster. You want to buy tickets to a baseball game? Ticketmaster. You want to buy tickets to a basketball game? Ticketmaster. It's it, most of it is running through Ticketmaster, and not only are they overcharging the these fees on top of uh, on top of the somewhat expensive ticket prices. I mean that one seventy nine that wasn't even the most expensive ticket price. It went way up from there. You know that was kind of right in the middle. So not only you have these exorbitant fees, these exorbitant service fees, but they don't run a well run website. Run a well run website. They don't do it well. Their system doesn't run smoothly. That's the word I'm looking for. In fact, I saw I, as I was getting tickets, I'm also on Facebook because I'm on all these band pages and stuff and fan pages and I'm seeing what everyone's talking about and where they're getting tickets and everything else and people I know from these groups and people are just complaining left and right. They couldn't even get into the Ticketmaster portal. And in fact, when I was first in the Ticketmaster portal, I sat there for about uh, 20 minutes in and out of the studio. I'm, I'm sitting there, got the computer loaded up in the studio, ready to buy tickets as soon as they're on sale. Uh, and it's, it puts me in the queue. If you've ever done Ticketmaster tickets, good Lord, you're, you're waiting in a group, you're in a queue, and then eventually it drops you in. When it went to drop me in originally, it said, all the tickets are gone. All the tickets, and I went, you gotta be fucking kidding me here. All the tickets are gone. I'm, I'm, I just jumped on. They're all gone. Luckily, I refreshed and not all the tickets were gone, but this is just errors that the system's putting out. And everyone that was trying to buy tickets on Monday were getting these errors. And you can't even sit there and say, well, the system's overloaded. These were pre-sales. These were pre-sales. I don't even want to know what's going to happen tomorrow when the general on sale happens. The whole system's going to crash. They're not going to know what to do. So Ticketmaster, if you're going to charge these crazy fees, at least fix your website, fix your system so that it actually functions well. You know, I bought myself, I bought six tickets, bought two and then had to go back in and buy another four and buying those four together because the, the two tickets were in the pit. So you didn't have to get searching for seats together. Good Lord, was that a pain in my ass? I, you, I couldn't even understand what the hell was going on. Luckily, I did end up finding four seats together. And again, people were complaining all day on Facebook. They couldn't even get in. They couldn't get any tickets. Some of them had to sit there and wait for like two hours to even get a chance to buy tickets. So step it up, Ticketmaster. If you're going to be the leader in the game, at least do it well. At least do it right. And maybe calm down on the service fees a little bit. Or if you're going to charge those service fees, like I said, have everything just run so smoothly. If I'm paying those kind of service fees, there should be like a, a one of those courier dogs bringing tickets to my house. You know? That, that's how it should be. It, it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but there are two sides to this. Because people were rightfully complaining about the the broken down system, the service fees, and everything else, uh, somewhat expensive tickets. Again, like I said, there was crazy ticket prices. 179 to get in the pit. Yes, that's expensive. But when you break that down to four different bands that you're seeing in a stadium tour, you're talking about le you know less than 50 bucks a band. So it's not not too crazy to be right up at the stage, which is where I am. And a lot of the seats, you know, they went anywhere from, you could sit in nosebleeds where it's like, just, just go home and watch a live stream of it uh, all the way to like a hundred and some dollars, you know, to sit close and not be in the pit. Uh, so yes, expensive, crazy expensive. No, these are, this is a once in a lifetime concert tour that's happening. 
But people still had things to complain about outside of the ordinary, outside of the system not working, outside of not being able to purchase tickets. And that would be specifically the VIP packages. That's right, the VIP packages, those ranged all the way up to 700 and something dollars. I think there might have even been another tier above that for the VIP packages. And it's like, yeah, you want to pay that? That's fine. You're going to get all this extra stuff? That's fine. You get a little lounge, whatever you get. But people's main complaint about it was there's VIP packages, but there's no meet and greet. This VIP package is stupid. Well, here's the bottom line when it comes to that. And just hot tip, hot tip for all of you out there that were complaining about no meet and greet with the VIP. You don't have to buy the VIP package. You don't. They, they're not required to have a meet and greet for you just because you're a fan. Just because you're like, well, I downloaded the album. No, they don't have to have a meet and greet. It's going to be a long, grueling tour for all of the bands on this tour. It's, it's, it's not your right to have a meet and greet with them. And if, if you don't want to pay that because there's no meet and greet, then don't pay it. It's simple as that. Go pay $29, sit in the nosebleeds. Pay 60 bucks, sit in the, like the middle seats, you know. I, I was content paying $179 uh, to get in the pit. I told my wife the night before, I was like, I am anticipating spending $150 to take a plus fees. And I ended up spending $30 more than that, which honestly wasn't that crazy wasn't that crazy and you can still get in the place for like i said 29 dollars. but people have complaints people have complaints you know calm down don't buy the vip tickets simple as that but at the same time Ticketmaster, step it up a little bit jesus christ ah oh, ticket fees all right let's move on to some trending on social that's right trending on social we got some good stuff this week i'm excited my microphone is kicked up a little too high right now i think i'm just talking loud in general because uh, of the day and the week i've had all good things but just it's been a little madness and, and excitement and so now i'm like all over the place bouncing off the walls i feel like we started off the rails we didn't we didn't go off the rails we just we started off the rails which happens at times <laughs> it's, it's rare but it does happen at times all right trending on social instagram has a new policy uh, that they are going to be implementing soon they just announced it this week actually uh, and it's it's essentially this is Instagram has a new policy, but of course we've talked about it on the podcast before. Facebook owns Instagram, so you know this is going to eventually also roll out to Facebook. Uh, they're just they're testing it on Instagram, uh, and to me, honestly, this is not something that I think needs to be tested. It should just be done. And what they're doing is they're going to restrict weight loss, uh, cosmetic surgery posts, uh, a lot of stuff from influencers that are not appropriate for. And we're not talking pornography. I'm not talking like pornography. I'm just talking inappropriate for younger younger kids, teenagers. And what they're going to do is anyone under 18, it's going to restrict uh, access to those, you know? So like, I don't, I don't even know. Like make makeup companies. I don't know that they're going to fall into this, but we're talking like cosmetic surgery. Uh, I know there are influencers, influencers out there, finger quotes on the influencers as always, uh, who are pushing these kind of things and weight loss for the love of God. I see like, uh, what are the cleanses and stuff popping up on social media all the time? That's going to be restricted to, to kids under 18. Because uh, they don't need to be seeing that. They don't. And this is also kind of spawned from the whole mental health aspect of it and, and positivity of social platforms where kids are seeing this and, and they're not getting a positive image of themselves. They're not getting a positive image of, of those around them. Uh, so I think this is very good. I think it should be implemented right away. It doesn't even need to be tested. Uh, and, and we'll see. And it's really... Another aspect of this is it's aimed at all these influencers, in finger quotes, uh, that are kind of taking over the platform. Because here's the thing, Instagram is free to use. It's free to use. Well, I, like, I'm currently live on fa Facebook, same thing. I'm live on Facebook right now. This podcast makes money. Most of the money doesn't come through the, the Facebook Live stuff, but we do make money, and I'm able to broadcast live on Facebook. You have all these influencers that are able to just post stuff for free on Instagram. They're getting paid, some of them, millions of dollars 
And this is to combat those influencers that are out there peddling products and, and using a social platform. Like, think about that, wall fans and common sensors. They're using a social platform that's meant f for social interaction, and they're using it to sell things. A couple years ago, the, the uh, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the uh, whatever federal agency came out and said that all these influencers, in finger quotes, had to start using hashtag sponsored when they were, when they were literally being paid uh, to promote a product or something. So this is great. Uh, hopefully it, it's going to catch on and hopefully we're, I, I want to see more of this trend. Get the likes out of there. No one cares. These are social platforms. It, if you're good enough and you can stand on your laurels, it's not all about likes. It's not. It's not. We don't value ourselves by likes. And people that do, you're, it's going to go downhill. You're going to hit a wall at some point. That bubble's going to burst. It's simple as that. All right. Oh, man. This stuff's going crazy. This weekend is the uh, Area 51 stuff. We got some news on this. Uh, there was actually a YouTuber that got arrested, a Dutch YouTuber. He and his friend uh, were, were visiting the United States, uh, uh, and they... They happen to be Dutch. Uh, so I don't know how well aware they, they were of the restrictions around Area 51, but clearly the Storm Area 51 uh, news had kind of gotten to them. I'm, I'm sure it's gotten somewhat international. I mean, we've seen the Storm Loch Ness stuff, and that, that's in Scotland, for God's sake. Uh, so his two Dutch friends were actually arrested near Area 51, and they said they just wanted a look. They just wanted to look at Area 51, but now, unfortunately, they are sitting in a Nevada jail uh, because, like I've said before, you don't mess around with Area 51. It's a military base. It is a freaking military base. Now, I might be a little spoiled because I grew up in San Diego, and it's like, okay, you don't just go rolling on a Pendleton. You don't just go rolling on a Miramar. Like, that's something you learn as a freaking teenager when you start driving. I mean, you learn it earlier than that, but especially when you start driving, you're like, well, you don't want to find yourself on Pendleton accidentally or on Miramar. It is difficult, but you don't want to do that. And those are not highly classified military bases. I've been on Miramar. I've been on Pendleton quite a few times. But you, you don't want to just be randomly driving on there, let alone a highly classified military base like Area 51. So unfortunately, these guys are sitting in jail. Uh, we'll see what comes up. I'm, I'm sure they're not going to be in jail for long. Uh, they will hopefully learn their lesson and, and not try to do these things. Uh, but of course, pe nobody's learning their lesson because we do have news uh, that there are fans setting up outside of Area 51 right now. Like they have, There are roadside campsites outside of Area 51 right now. People gearing up for this weekend for the Storm Area 51 event. Yes, I've been talking about this for months now. It's finally here. It's finally here. If you're out there at Area 51, just leave. Nothing good is going to come of this. Uh, and they're, they're starting to call it like this alien stock thing. They're, they're prepping for this alien stock business that, that they're, they're kind of turning it into a festival, this Storm Area 51 stuff. Uh, still, not a good idea to have a festival right next to a highly classified military base. I don't care if it's just for fun. It's, it's dumb. It's dumb. Uh, and of course, of our trending hashtags right now, hashtag Area 51 is trending because uh, people are gearing up for the, the Storm Area 51 event this weekend. Man, I, I'm just <laughs> kind of waiting for the news. I want to see how many people get arrested. There's going to be a lot of arrests. They're, they're like, there's going to be anywhere from like a couple thousand to 50,000 people that show up at this. I doubt there's going to be 50,000 freaking people, uh, but it, it's, it's going to be, it's going to be bad news for everybody. It's, you know, I'm not saying everyone's going to get arrested, but people are going to get arrested and it's just dumb. I, I don't know why people have to be told not to do dumb things like this. Ugh. All right, another hashtag that's trending right now. This one's unfortunate. Hashtag Justin Trudeau. Hashtag Justin Trudeau, the Prime Minister of Canada. Uh, I believe they, they call him Prime PM up there. Yeah, Prime Minister. I, I'm, not, I'm barely good enough on the United States politics, so nobody give me a hard time about the freaking names of the, the leaders. The, the head, Justin Trudeau. It is, it is PM. I'm pretty sure it's Prime Minister. This is also why I need Chris on the... 
on the uh, the live feed because he's able to feed me those things. Bridget as well. Bridget more keeps me in line. Chris feeds me the 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 interesting facts that either fall out of my head or I just didn't know to begin with and came into the studio and start talking about things I know nothing about. Uh, but hashtag Justin Trudeau. This is, of course, trending. If you haven't heard about this yet, uh, some old photos resurfaced of Justin Trudeau in blackface. Blackface and brownface, I believe, because there was like an Arabian Nights party, but there's also a blackface uh, photo that resurfaced. And if you're familiar with Justin Trudeau, this everyone like looks at him and they're like, oh, why can't our president be more like him and all this other stuff? And he's like attractive and, and hip and young and all this, all these other things. And here's the thing is everyone's like, no, we why? We, no, not Justin Trudeau. And all I have to say about that, and I've said this, I've said this my entire life, ever since I was old enough to realize this, uh, when it comes to politicians, don't fall for politicians. Don't fall in love with politicians. Don't fall for them. Don't completely back them in any kind of way. Because the bottom line is all politicians are skeezy to a certain extent. Anyone who grows up and says, I want to go into that. There's something, I don't want to say off, like they're not intelligent. But there's something in their head that they know they are getting into something that is swampy. That is skeezy. So even the best politician out there. Have no doubt that there is something in their past. Have no doubt there is something in their present that you're probably going to disagree with. So don't fall in love with one specific politician, candidate, whatever it might be. Fall in love with policies. We don't talk policies and politics and and all this stuff on this podcast, but when it comes to elections coming up, and and today is actually uh, the National like Register to Vote Day or something like that. I don't know. It was popping up in my feed. I was like, I've been registered to vote for a long time. People don't want me to vote for president, though, because last time I voted for president, which was my first time voting for president, did not go well. Did not go well. Uh, but just don't fall in love with politicians. Have your integrity and in what, what you want to support and then support the person that is closest to those ideals. That's what it comes down to. Don't hit your, don't, don't hit your wagon to one horse. Hit your wagon to integrity. That's the important thing when it comes to politics. Uh, all right. Also, hashtag marriage in four words. That's right. Hashtag marriage in four words. This one I really enjoyed. Uh, and I can't remember who this one came from. I don't have it right in front of me, but someone had tweeted this and it was, and I quote, uh, hashtag marriage in four words, deciding what to eat. Hashtag marriage in four words. Of course, I came up with my own. This often happens in, in my house uh, late at night. Uh, hashtag marriage in four words. Just one more episode. <laughs> that happens a lot in my house. It's either me or my wife saying it. It's, it's, it's not one of us. It's one or the other. Uh, just one more episode and then we'll go to bed. Yeah, happens quite often in my house. Oh, and most importantly in the social trends right now, today, today, a few hours left, uh, September 19th, 2019 is Talk Like a Pirate Day. That's right. Talk Like a Pirate Day. Uh, I appreciate this one. I, I always make fun of these and, and joke about them and like who's coming up. Hi, Bridget. Who's coming up with these weird days that we celebrate all throughout the year and everything else? Uh, I think P Talk Like a Pirate Day was honestly one of the first ones that caught on one of these silly days. And so I do kind of appreciate it from that aspect. Uh, there's actually a couple DJs here in, in Los Angeles. They're on they're on K-Rock, uh, Kevin and Bean, and they, they were running with it like years ago with Talk Like a Pirate Day. Uh, always had fun with it. And I almost started the episode with our right instead of all right, uh, but it just would have been lost on a lot of people. And then I, it would have taken me 20 minutes to actually, uh, uh, no, I don't know. I've got, now I've got people texting me, uh, stop bothering me. Uh, and I know he's not going to be on the live feed either. 
but I do I do appreciate the talk like a pirate day. <laughs> I really do. And one more thing on trending on social, and uh, this just kind of epitomizes social media right now. Uh, and I don't know if you've seen this. Uh, it's the the mannequin head meme. There's apparently a mannequin somewhere. I don't even know where this stupid mannequin was. It started vibrating. I'm sure there was some vibrations like from the street or you know a, a subwoofer somewhere whatever it might have been. Uh, and of course, people took this like 10 second clip and they started putting music over it and everything else. It's a fucking mannequin vibrating. But people ran with it. And that, that wall fans, common censors, social media world, podcast consumers is 2019 social media in a nutshell. That's what that is. A fucking vibrating mannequin. Yep. That's what we do. Because all this technology, memes about a vibrating mannequin. Cool. Good job. All right, entertainment news. This one could have actually gone in social just because it's extra funny. Oh, man. Do we have any Dancing with the Stars fans out there? Apparently that premiered, I believe it was this week, premiered this week. And we all know that the uh, the embattled former press secretary uh, for the Orange Menace is, is on this season of Dancing with the Stars. And uh, actually didn't do well. Uh, on the the opening show interestingly he was not last he was second to last that's Sean Spicer but of course he came out and had things to say uh Mike Huckabee actually started this the the former governor of uh, Arkansas actually started this and and tweeted out his 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 support of uh of uh Sean Spicer specifically using the term Holly weird and saying let's show Holly weird something something so dumb then, then, of course, Sean Spicer decides to reply. This has since been deleted, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the exact quote uh, from Sean Spicer's reply to uh, Mike Huckabee. And this is, and I quote, Thank you, uh, at Governor Mike Huckabee. Clearly, the judges aren't going to be with me. Let's send a message to hashtag Hollywood that those of us who stand for hashtag Christ won't be discounted. May God bless you. He really did hashtag Christ. He put hashtag Christ on Twitter. Who does that? Who puts hashtag Christ on Twitter? It makes absolutely no sense to me. I've got to fix this microphone level here. We are just like, where is my, there we go. Just, just take, this is crazy guys. Okay, sorry. But again, back to hashtag Christ for the love of God. Who does that? I don't care how religious you are. And you know, I always joke about religions. It's fine if you want to be religious, just don't be a bigoted asshole. But who does hashtag Christ? God, and the extra, the, the most ridiculous thing about this is if you, if I don't watch Dancing with the Stars, I never have, and I definitely wouldn't have been watching it this season based on the fact that Sean Spicer is on there. <laughs> but if you've seen any photos from his performance, the guy looks like a jackass. I'm surprised he wasn't last place. But of course, hashtag Christ. I'm never saying Christ again. I'm, every time I say Christ, it's hashtag Christ from now on. Bridget, you with me on this one? I know Bridget's got me on this one. Hashtag Christ. That might be a new go tell to the wall sticker. <laughs> hashtag Christ is with us. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I saw that. I was like, who? Huh? Okay. This is the world we live in, though. But that then that's what we have to do. That's what we have to do. God, his outfit. It was so bad. It was just it was so bad. I just I can't understand it. And he's so white too. That's what's funny. And 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 me too. Like this is why I don't go around wearing like frilly lime green button down shirts because I am entirely too white. I'm not saying you have to be like African American or very dark skinned. You got, but you got to at least be a little tan. Those colors wash you out. That's that's it. The simple fact of the matter. You know, that's why I don't really wear a lot of pink and stuff. I got like I can get away with this red. 
because it's not it doesn't look like same exact skin tone and the i know his, his skin's not green but white pants and weird frilly lime green top no it just didn't work i just had to see that picture and be like nope wouldn't have voted for that guy ah all right moving on save by the bell reboot yeah this is happening you know, Saved by the Bell reboot. It's actually happening for uh, the Peacock. If you're not, if you didn't see the announcement this week, NBC Universal's uh, streaming service is going to be called Peacock. Yeah, and then of course all the jokes came out, and it's like, okay, calm down. They're not. It's like it is the animal Peacock. Uh, NBC has had that logo for a very, very long time. So I, I, I get your jokes. They're funny about penises and and all this other stuff. That's fine. Peeing, pissing, whatever people are doing. That's fine. It, it, it's a dumb name, but it's it, like we can calm down with it. However, uh, they are doing this Saved by the Bell reboot, of course, and uh, it was announced recently, and apparently Mark Paul Gosselaar came out. If you're not familiar with Mark Paul Gosselaar, he played Zach Morris on the original Saved by the Bell. Uh, not only like the more recent Saved by the Bell, but the original, original, the one that did not have Mario Lopez uh, and some of the other characters that were, were on the, uh, the later Saved by the Bell. That's a deep cut. People are like, oh, yeah, I remember that Saved by the Bell. Yeah, I know I do, too. Uh, so Mark Paul Gossler actually was not asked to join the cast for the Saved by the Bell reboot. Interestingly enough, if you're familiar with what he's doing right now, uh, he's actually one of the stars on Mixedish, which is a new ABC show that's coming out this fall. Coming out, God, probably next week. I haven't looked at the exact schedule, but it's probably coming out next week. Uh, so, of course, he is. Yes. Thank you, Bridget. That's it. Good morning, Miss Bliss. Thank you. That was the original title of the original uh, Saved by the Bell. It was Good Morning, Miss Bliss. And then they, they when they put it in syndication, they just rebranded it Saved by the Bell. Uh, and Miss Bliss was, oh, hit me with it, Bridget. I'm blanking on her name. Uh, Parent Trap. Parent Trap fame. Uh, I want to say Haley something. I'm just blanking on her name. Very, very uh, well-known actress at the time. Uh, but the reason that Mark Paul Gossler wasn't really, essentially wasn't asked to be in the Saved by the Bell reboot is because he has an exclusive contract with ABC, Disney ABC. Uh, this Saved by the Bell reboot has an exclusive contract, uh, as does Haley Mills. Thank you. Uh, Haley Mills was was the original uh, was in the original Saved by the Bell, the Good Morning Miss Bliss. Uh, and and th that's an exclusive contract for uh, Mario Lopez. It's also going to be, uh, oh my gosh, Elizabeth Berkeley. I was blanking on her name for a second there. Uh, and that's exclusively on NBC. So now we live in this world, and I've talked about this. We talk with everyone signing these big deals. You know, uh, Bad Robot, J.J. Abrams Company signed that big deal like a week ago. Uh, it's all exclusive. So once Mark Paul Gossler signed on with Disney ABC, that's all he could do. We're in a new world now where they are competing so fast and hard against each other, these streaming services, that you simply, there's going to be no crossover like there used to be. None. No crossover whatsoever. Uh, and this is just, it's really, we're the ones losing out on this. Because all these studios are still going to make money, but we're the ones losing out. Uh, not that I was really going to watch the Saved by the Bell reboot, but people that are big fans, you're losing out on Zach Morris, the freaking main character of Saved by the Bell. You're missing out on Zach Morris. Personally, I'm not a Mario Lopez fan at all. So I, I definitely won't be watching it at all. I watched it a little bit, like, back when it was on. I kind of enjoyed it. Then you look back and you're like, oh, God, this is horrible. <laughs> and Zach Morris is trash. If you're not familiar with that uh, that YouTube channel, uh, I believe it's part of Funny or Die. It's one of the, or it's either Funny or Die or College Humor, and they have that Zach Morris is trash. It's brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Uh, but more news from NBC or from streaming services. NBC's streaming service, the Peacock, actually announced a, uh, a on, an Office reboot. That's right. Uh, in order to compete with all these other streaming services, they're not only going to have every episode of The Office because they own it. I, I agree. Zach Morris is trash, Bridget. Uh, very much so. It's funny. You, when you're watching it as a kid, you're like, or as a teenager, you're like, oh, yeah. And then you're like, oh, God. Oh, 
God. Uh, but anyway, not only are they going to have all the original, op- not the original office, the North American office uh, with Steve Carell, but they are now looking to reboot the series completely, have a whole new office series for the streaming service. All I have to say is no, 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 uh, and just no, no. We're talking about, this is, this is a comedy, it was a British comedy to begin with, uh, then was brought to the United States. We're done here. We're done here. There's no Office reboot. If you want to do some weird spinoff or whatever, like that's one thing, no Office reboot. We don't need that. There's no other Dwight Schrute. That can't happen. There's no other Michael Scott. We're, we're done here. So, again, byproduct of these studios competing. NBC's like, well, one of our most popular shows ever was, uh, was The Office. Like, okay, go come up with something new. Nobody's going to want this. And speaking of reboots that nobody wants, we got an announcement this week as well regarding another reboot, a possible reboot of The Princess Bride. That's right. Bridget, how did you feel about that one? Uh, The Princess Bride. And when this news kind of broke, it was uh, the original creator of Princess Bride said, oh, yes, we have some famous people that really want to get into a remake and a reboot of this and all that other stuff. People, literally everyone came out and they were like, nope, nobody wants this. Uh, finally, we have found something that unites television and film and media fans all as one. And that is the fact that nobody wants a Princess Bride reboot. In fact, the original main character, I thought so, Bridget, I knew you would not appreciate that. Uh, the original main character... Uh, came out and said, no, this shouldn't happen. Uh, and then, of course, the great Jamie Lee Curtis actually came out and said, no, no, this sh- this should not happen. I believe she's still married uh, to the original, and I'm blanking on his name, uh, to the original star, uh, the the male star of The Princess Bride. Uh, there's obviously two stars and then a lot of other uh, memorable characters in there, but the, 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 uh, the male lead actor uh, from Princess Bride was like, nope, nope. And literally everyone came out and said, nope, 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 we don't want to do this. Uh, so hopefully that's not going to be happening. <laughs> I think the, I think the backlash is so great that they're just they're like, oh no, oh no, this isn't even worth attempting. Like you know, I think that's just and there there's such a love for the Princess Bride. I'm a big Princess Bride fan my, myself. I don't think I'm as big a fan as a lot of people that are out there. Like no, 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 no. I don't want to see it either. Uh, so I'm not that big of a fan. But but there are some hardcore Princess Bride fans. I will say absolutely 100. percent uh, my favorite Billy Crystal role of all time. Of all time. This uh, eclipses when Harry met Sally, City Slickers, all that stuff. Nope. That's my absolute favorite Billy Crystal role of all time. Uh, some more uh, movie news. The Breaking Bad movie, El Camino. El Camino, we got news this week that it is going to come to theaters. We kind of knew this was going to happen. Uh, they're going to try to get some Oscar. Uh, they're going to try to qualify for the Oscars. Looks like it's going to be in theaters from October 11th through the 13th. Like three days in theaters. Very, very, very limited select theaters. Uh, it's going to be hard to find. If you're in Los Angeles, you're probably going to be able to find it playing somewhere on the big screen. Uh, outside of Los Angeles, like New York, maybe Chicago, it's, it's probably going to be a little more difficult to find. Uh, but... If you're not concerned about seeing it on the big screen, it's actually hitting Netflix at midnight on October 11th. So literally, uh, like probably really before it hits theaters, even it's going to you're going to technically be able to watch it on Netflix because it'll hit those limited theaters on October 11th. uh, And unless they do a midnight screening that you're not going to be able to catch it actually on the 11th, but you will be able to watch it on Netflix. Uh, and then for those of you that are interested, it's actually going to have a later run on AMC. AMC was the original network that aired Breaking Bad, so of course they're going to get they're going to get a a, a a lick at the popsicle here, for lack of a better phrase, and and be able to play it on AMC. 
Of course, it's going to have already played on Netflix and theaters and everything else. Uh, but people who don't have Netflix but and do have cable will uh, will be able to see it at that at that point. I, again, I'm I you know if you've listened to the podcast, I I literally can't see it. I mean, I probably I could, but I wouldn't know what the hell's going on. Um, it would it'd be even I think it would be even worse than when I watched. Uh, oh God, I hope Chris isn't watching with Bridget. Uh, when I watched, I'm just I'm mixing them up. When I watched Serenity. I got it. I got it. When I watched Serenity before I had watched Firefly. I actually watched the movie before I'd watched Firefly. I have a feeling it's going to be much worse. Uh, cuz that that they they made a movie and you could kind of catch up, you know, it helped to see the series first, but this is one of those ones where it's like if you haven't watched a show, I I think you're going to be like, "Who is this dude?" <laughs> you know what I mean? Anyway, uh so I I'm not going to give you my my reviews of it or anything like that. Uh, and I probably won't give you my reviews of this one either. We we got we had an Instagram post from the great Selma Hayek. I don't know, maybe I will because I I do love me some Selma Hayek. I will be honest about that. Uh, she posted a picture of herself and Kit Harrington, uh, and talking about kind of kind of starting to promote uh, Marvel's The Eternals. This is a, if you're familiar with comic books, I'm kind of familiar with that one. I don't know too much about it. Uh, it's a comic book series. There is a film coming out. It's coming out November 6, 2020. That's the release date that is planned right now. That of course can be. Uh, that that can be changed, but that's where we're sitting at now. Uh, it's interesting following this news from Marvel because there's so much talk of how they're saturating the market and they're going to cut back, and then we see stuff like this and everything else, uh, and then it's extra interesting because I think people are getting a little bit of Marvel fatigue at this point. Uh, you know, the the the, uh, the straw that broke the camel's back might have been when they re-released Avengers Endgame just to become the highest-grossing movie of all time, and they did nothing else. Like, it wasn't a new movie or anything. They're just like, no, we're just going to put it in theaters again so we can make a few more bucks. It's not actual any real actual new footage. We're going to pretend there is, and maybe you'll think there is, but there isn't. You know, so I think people are getting a little fatigued on Marvels. And, in fact, based on this, we know that people are, are getting uh, maybe not maybe not fully fatigued, but at least looking for something a little bit different, a little bit new. Uh, we had this one based on uh, some data. There's a data analytics company called Parrot Analytics, and they did a study and found that The Boys on Netflix, that's the uh, the superhero show that was on Netflix, it's already been picked up for a second season. Uh, they, they put out the full first season there on Amazon Prime. Uh, actually, uh, was tracking better, was more popular tracking better than the Marvel Netflix shows. This isn't comparing to the theatrical movies. This is comparing to the Netflix shows. Uh, and they did a whole study on this and, and realized uh, that that it was actually tracking better and it was a little more popular with people. And I think this is because people are looking for something new. It's like Marvel, Marvel, this Marvel, that Marvel, this Marvel, that. And you know, the boy, the boys was, was very different from a Marvel movie. I talked about it before. You can go back and listen a couple episodes ago when I really talked about it and in a book that is very similar to that. Uh, so I'm not surprised by this. Of course, Marvel will be fine. Nothing's happening with Marvel. That is Disney's cash cow right now. And, uh, you know, they may hit a dip, but they're not going anywhere permanently. That's for darn sure. All right, a little more entertainment news here. Kevin Smith. Kevin Smith, if you're familiar with Kevin Smith, he went vegan after he had his heart attack, uh, gosh, what, a year or two ago? He's actually been getting some backlash on Twitter. And it's funny, I've been seeing this because I follow him on Twitter. I don't follow a ton of people on Twitter. And I've been seeing this, and people are getting on him uh, about him being vegan. And... To make it clear, if, if you're not familiar with Kevin Smith, he isn't one of these people that comes out and says, like, I'm vegan, everyone should be vegan, vegan is the only way to go, don't eat animals. No, no, no. He does come out and say things like, you know, I went vegan, I lost a lot of weight. Uh, I like this vegan place. I like the, you know, this this organization that, that uh, you know, helps with 
tells you about vegan food, whatever it is. It's all these little things. I, I tend to skim through because I am a meat eater. I don't disrespect vegans. I think it's fine. Be vegan. You know, be a meat eater, whatever it is. And people are getting on him and saying, why are you pushing this? And they say, I'm going to eat four times as much meat now because you're not eating meat. Just because the dude's vegan. I, I, I don't understand it. And this, this always comes up and it's very irritating to me. And it's both sides. You know, it's both sides. Don't come at me all high and mighty because you're a vegan and I shouldn't eat animals. And don't come at me all high and mighty because you're a meat eater. That's fine. You want to eat meat? Eat meat. You want to eat vegetables? Eat vegetables. You want to eat eggs? Eat eggs. You want to eat babies? Don't eat babies. I, I just don't get it. I, I don't. Cool. Just do your thing. Do your thing. I, I don't care. Uh, CBS, this is some good news. And actually, you're going to find this one weird. A little bit based on uh, my, my, my weekly rant from episode 109. Uh, CBS, Warner Media, and Viacom all came out and said they are going to be dropping all e-cigarette advertising, uh, including from Juul, which is, is essentially the, the market leader in, in e-cigarettes. Uh, I know I talked about this last week and how the vape ban is, is so ass-backwards and everything else. However, this one I 100% agree with. E-cigs shouldn't be advertised on television. They shouldn't. I mean, when I was a kid, they stopped doing uh, cigarette ads on, on television. They were like, nope, can't do this anymore. Th there never should have been e-cig ads in the first place. There just shouldn't have been. Uh, so I'm glad the, that these channels and these companies, these studios are all doing it. Uh, and I think everyone everyone else should follow suit because these it shouldn't be on here. It shouldn't be posted on social platforms. It should, you want to put it in... in uh, you know, like a men's magazine or, or, or a women's adult. I'm not talking like pornography, but an adult magazine, that's fine. You know, you can you can actually still find cigarette ads in, in some of those magazines. That's that's fine. Cigar ads. But adult, adult magazines, not on television stations where kids are watching. And the bottom line, I said this all along, you shouldn't have to advertise e-cigs. You know, maybe a little bit. Maybe you have a mailing list or something, you know, to, to let... to draw in people that were smokers or looking for an alternative to smoking, but it's not something that you should be advertising because it's not something that someone should just pick up. If you've never smoked in your life, don't touch it ever. Just don't. There's no reason to ever touch cigarettes. There's no reason to ever touch an e-cig. If you've never smoked before, don't ever start. It's the hardest thing on, it's the hardest thing in the world to quit. It really is. Don't ever start. So I'm glad that we're not going to see any more of those on television. Uh, Battlestar Galactica. That's right. There is a reboot coming Coming to the Peacock, that's right, NBC Universal streaming service. The Peacock is a is going to have a Battle, Battlestar Galactica reboot. Uh, it's going to be a spinoff uh, of the series, not the original series that happened in like 1978. I'm not super super familiar with Battlestar Galactica, but uh, the series that happened in the early 2000s, it's going to be a spinoff of that. And again, like I said, I'm not familiar with with uh, with the show. However, this one did pique my interest a little bit because the spinoff will be led by the great Sam Esmail. Uh, who, if you're not familiar, you should be because I talk about it all the freaking time on this podcast, is the showrunner for showrunner and creator of Mr. Robot. So I am a little bit intrigued based on uh, who's going to be heading that. And this one, man, uh, we got some news from Bob Iger recently that Disney and Apple may have merged. There was a possibility of a merger between Disney and Apple if 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 Steve uh, Steve Jobs hadn't died. The Bob Iger and Steve Jobs were actually good, good friends. Uh, I was at uh, Disney when he passed away and and he actually, uh, Bob Iger actually sent a, a very nice company-wide email um, talking about um, Steve Jobs and, and had some very kind words for him. However, this would have been absolutely atrocious. Can you imagine if Disney and Apple somehow merged and became one company? Can, can you imagine this? Like, think about it, wall fans, common sensors. And especially if you were alive in the 90s, 
Think about the 90s when everyone was getting on Microsoft and they were like, Microsoft is a monopoly. Why are they a monopoly? Because they're on every computer possible. They were only on computers. Only on computers. And I've been talking about this forever with Disney just taking over the world and buying up everything possible. Can you imagine if Disney and Apple were together? They would own fucking everything. Everything. That would be a monopoly. But of course, everyone sits back now and they're like, oh yeah, I love Disney. I'm going to watch all this shit on Disney+. Plus." Give me a break. It's a monopoly. And and all the, a lot of these studios are getting to the point. And we're seeing we're all the ones, all the consumers are the ones suffering from it at this point. That's simply where we are. You can't get all the content you want. You can't get certain things. Like, that's where we are. And I just, I can't imagine if Disney and Apple would emerge together. Oh, Jesus Christ. I would have been boycotting Disney. I don't really use Apple, so I can't. I'm like, I'm boycotting Apple. You don't use Apple. Okay, well, uh, <laughs> that's easy for me to boycott then, I guess. But man, I can't imagine. And he just like casually, yeah, yeah, we would emerge. Like, what? What? Hi, Ma. My mom is on the live feed right now. All right, uh, ESPN. We had some, uh, where did this study come from? Man, I cannot find it. Oh, I have it right here. Uh, Beta Research. Beta Research, which is a research company, came out and said and found that uh, ESPN is the must-have cable network among men. It is the must-have cable network among men. Among all the men polled and all this other stuff, they said this is the must. This is the must-have cable network. Is ESPN? Uh, and I saw this and I was like, seriously, guys? Just go on ESPN.com. You don't have to pay for it, and you're getting all the same shit that you're getting on the television, except that it's free. It's on the internet. So this came up recently with uh, with one of our wall supporters. Uh, my good friend, wall supporter, also good friend, Seth Rosenberg, who was like, and he has cable, pays for cable, doesn't have ESPN. I was like, really? Doesn't that just, and he's like, no, you have to pay a little extra for ESPN. And he's like, I realized I just get everything on the website. I don't, there was no reason to have ESPN. I was like, you know, that's a good point. <laughs> Why do you need ESPN? I mean, maybe to watch a, a, a sporting event itself, but you don't need it for all the other junk, you know? And many of those sporting events are also on network television. So like you say, oh, I need my ESPN so I can watch my college football. Have you turned on a television on Saturdays? I watch most of my college football over the antenna. Same thing with the NFL football. There's only one game a week on ESPN. All the others are on network television. You can literally get it with an antenna. So I don't get it. Just just use ESPN.com. Oh, entertainment news. More entertainment news. American Idiot. Uh, Green Day. They were in the news recently. Now I know I talked about Hell Omega. Uh, but this, according to a uh, to South China University of Technology, uh, the Green Day song American Idiot is actually the most dangerous song to drive to. It is the most dangerous song to drive through. Drive to. So if you're driving and you're listening to this, you're more likely to speed and change lanes and all this other stuff. It's kind of crazy. So I want to give you the most dangerous songs that are listed here. Number one being Green Day American Idiot. Number two being Miley Cyrus Party in the USA, whatever the hell that is. Uh, number three, The Killers, Mr. Brightside. Number four, The Chainsmokers, Don't Let Me Down. Number five, Bruce Springsteen, Born to Run. I don't know about you guys, but every time in the I get in the car, I love to crank some Born to Run and go speeding down the 110. No. Uh, least dangerous. Sorry, I almost can't keep myself from laughing on this. Least dangerous, number one, Led Zeppelin, Stairway to Heaven. Number two, Red Hot Chili Peppers, Under the Bridge. Uh, number three, Drake, God's Plan. <laughs> number four, Toto, Africa. I got to be honest, it's probably hard to speed to Toto's Africa while you're driving around in the car. Uh, and the last one is, Khal uh, I assume it's DJ Khalid, uh, Khalid Location. 
So uh, if you're going to be driving around, make sure you drive to those those last five songs and not the first five. Personally, I love driving around and listening to some good punk rock music. And next time I get in the car, I'm going to listen to some American Idiot. And I'm going to have my, my kid in the back seat dancing around with me. And I'm going to not speed because it's amazing. Because it, it's amazing how, how the human mind can work. And you can listen to a song. And it's not actually going to make you speed and drive dangerously. It's amazing. I've been listening to punk rock music in my car since I was a teenager. Uh, Green Day new album. Uh, we got some news from Billy Joe recently. He came out and said we were all anticipating this. We've been anticipating this since, since 2016, based on uh, especially Billy Joe how he speaks out on things. Uh, their new album that's coming out in February, zero zero inspiration from the Trump administration. I'm I, zero zero. We're not. This is an American idiot. Zero inspiration from from the Trump administration. Uh, and when Billy Joe was asked about it, he gave a simple reason, uh, and it's because Trump gives him diarrhea. So he didn't want to write anything about Trump. I kind of get it. Kind of guy kind of gives me diarrhea too. Gives me all kinds of other things. Makes me weep sometimes too. I'm probably gonna go weep later. No, I'm not. Maybe. I don't know. We'll see how the night goes. Probably not because I'm gonna go listen to that new Blink album. New Blink album just freaking dropped. As soon as we finish this episode, I'm gonna go and download that from my pre-order. Uh, Hell Omega tour. I talked about it. Got my tickets. This week, Bridget will be there as well, uh, as well as Chris, our other on-air producer. Uh, so get get your tickets, man. Be there. It's going to be legendary. It's going to be absolutely legendary. Uh, and one more thing on entertainment news: I have to uh, I have to prostrate myself at prostrate myself at the 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 altar of Tom DeLonge here for a minute. He actually recently released some UFO footage. That's right through his little UFO searching company that he's got. Well, the U.S. Navy came out and said, yes, this is actually accurate. It should never be, uh, it should never have been released, but it is accurate. So, Tom DeLonge actually found some UFOs. Now, that being said, this doesn't mean there are aliens in those pictures. This just means they are unidentified flying objects. They don't know what they are. The U.S. Navy, the government doesn't know what they are. So, I don't know. Go check them out. But I do have, like, I've got to, got to make a little less fun of Tom DeLonge here. I will tell you, I, I miss, I, I do miss him a little bit, uh, and, and not, I, I really have never really, really missed him from Blink-182, it's, it's only when they try to do songs that were, like, clearly, uh, half the vocals were written for Tom, and then Skeep is trying to do, it's like, okay, l- let's just not do those songs, like, uh, they, they did a live concert thing with Spotify tonight from New York, I was watching it on Facebook as I was, I was prepping the episode, uh, and they did First Date, and it's like, if you're familiar with Blink, like, Skeeb, I, I like his voice. He's fine. Especially on the new tracks, he, his voice fits really well with songs that were written for his vocals. But stuff like First Date, like, no. That, that is a Tom thing. I was never a huge Tom fan, uh, but it, it, that his voice fits that. So I do get a little irritated there. Uh, you know what? I'm going to save. We're running over time tonight. I'm going to save the mental health stuff. Because uh, I do have some good stuff, but since we're running a little over time here, I'm going to save that for the next episode. Hang on, I just got to make a note. Oh man, episode 111. Oh, and for those of you on the live feed, oh, it's, it looks like we've just mainly got Bridget now, but uh, it, in, in like 14 minutes, it's going to be 919 on 919. I know. Nine, it's going to be 919 on 91919. Yeah, for those of you that enjoy those kind of things. If you're listening to this after we've recorded, then it means nothing to you. You missed it. Um, All right, moving on to some parenting stuff. I want to talk about this real quick. I'm just going to kind of cruise through these things. Uh, Fisher-Price came out with a new Little People set 
That's right. They have these awesome little people sets. My my, my daughter loves the little people stuff. She's got a couple of the, uh, like she's got like a house and like a farm and all an airplane and all this and little people that go into things. Uh, a couple new little people sets that that are coming out. They might be out now. I'm not sure, but if they're not out now, they're coming out soon. Uh, one of them is actually a Beatles set, and it's the yellow submarine themed Beatles set of little people. Uh, there's also Kiss. There's some Kiss ones. There's some uh, some like original WWE wrestler ones. Uh, but check them out if you have kids at home or if you just like to collect Fisher-Price little people. Uh, personally, I, I'm sure I will be getting a, a set of the Beatles ones uh, for, for my kids. She enjoys the Beatles. Uh, my father-in-law really enjoys the Beatles. And, and so when he comes to town, they tend to listen to some Beatles together. And, and like it, it's kind of a Sunday morning thing at my house. And, and my wife and daughter get up and they make pancakes and they listen to the Beatles. I was never a huge Beatles fan. I don't dislike the Beatles. I just never was a huge fan. Uh, but I'm sure we'll we'll get some of those for my kid. Uh, have you heard of this, Bridget? Have you heard of this Disney bedtime hotline? I I really should have asked you before the show. Uh, th- apparently, Disney has a bedtime hotline that was launched last year. You can call up this hotline and you can choose a character uh, to then say goodnight to your kid. This is kind of brilliant. You can have like Minnie or Mickey uh, say goodnight to your kid, among many others. They're, you know, m- most of those classic characters. Uh, they just added another two characters though. One of them is Spider-Man. I kind of get that. Like, uh, they needed some Marvel side in there. Uh, but, of course, they needed to cover the Star Wars side of things. So which character did they bring in? Not Darth Vader, thank God, but Yoda. Yoda. So if you want to terrify your children before they go to bed, uh, definitely call the Disney Bedtime Hotline and choose Yoda. Uh, and that's going to be the best way to not get your kids to sleep. Absolutely. Uh All right, I want to run through this tech news. We are running short on time, and I have a couple common sense things that I want to get into here. Uh, Google hardware event happening October 15th. That's right. New Pixel 4, Pixel Book 2, and new Google Assistant speakers are coming out. And in fact, we've gotten some, this was exclusive from Android 9to5, which is a big Android website. Uh, they, we actually got word that there is a new Nest Wi-Fi coming out. If you're familiar, uh, do you, do you use the bedtime stuff? Bridget? I think Bridget, she probably does for the, and her girls are big uh, Disney fans. Uh, but this Nest Wi-Fi, if you're familiar, Google actually had a Wi-Fi system, the the Google like Net Wi-Fi. This is a new system coming out. It's the Nest Wi-Fi uh, with a whole new design, and it's actually going to have assistant speakers built in. So it might be kind of cool. It's probably going to be about when I upgrade my Wi-Fi, so that's probably when I'll, when I'll look into it. Uh, more Google news. Google Fi Unlimited plan just announced this week. It looks like it's about $45 per line uh, for the unlimited Google Fi plan. Uh, plan so check that out if, if you need I got to go through and like look at mine I even asked my wife I was like do we need to she's like I don't know I, I think we're fine without paying a little more because we don't I just I don't have a use for the unlimited but if you do 45 bucks per line that's not bad uh, this one's really cool the boroscope the boroscope if you haven't heard of this there's a few of these out there uh, but this is essentially a snake camera that you can you can put around corners and like around in things and, and kind of go under things and actually record from your smartphone. Uh, this one in particular that I was looking at today is actually 30 feet long. It's a 30 feet like rigid snaking camera thing. Uh, it's currently on sale right now for $28.99. It's usually $40. So if you're interested, check out Amazon on for one of those. Uh, it's the Boroscope camera and it just connects to your phone. It's pretty cool. I might pick up one of these just for fun. Uh, Uber just announced a new aspect of, of, of their service. It's the Uber Ride Check, and this is new tech to check on the riders and the drivers. So essentially, if a car stops for too long before before your stop, uh, the, the app will actually check on you and the driver, uh, not only for your own safety because if something did happen, but also for accidents and that kind of stuff. Makes sense to me. 
and fingerprint padlocks. These are out there. There's a you. It's a company called Uverton. They have a fingerprint padlock on sale right now on Amazon for $25. I think I need one of those because I can never remember my freaking padlock password or combo. Yeah, I, I like in high school, I knew new padlock every year in high school. We were allowed to like reuse our padlock. You had to buy it from the school because it was key controlled. They didn't cut locks. They were like, we're just going to unlock your locker. Uh, but I had to get a new one every year because I forgot the freaking combo every year. And I just go get a new one. And then I remember the combo for the year. And then summer came around and I'd forget. Uh, Amazon pay code, new aspect of Amazon. This is actually really interesting, and I think it's really great because there's a lot of people out there that, that would want to take advantage of this. Some of them might be a little sketchy, uh, but some of them just don't like to use credit cards. And it, it's essentially a way for people, Amazon pay code is a way for people to pay cash for Amazon deliveries. So you'll be able to go into a, a Western Union, uh, up to, there's 15,000 different Western Union locations where you can go and actually pay cash for your Amazon, order your Amazon shipment. Uh, they've also, there's also a, uh, there's also these Amazon cash locations uh, where you can go and you can actually just load cash into your Amazon account. So if you don't want to use a credit card on Amazon, then, then that's your way to do it. Personally, I use I use credit card. I use credit cards for everything because I'm like, yeah, you want to screw me retail? I'm call my credit card company. I'm going to reverse that charge and be like, no, they, they screwed me on this. And, you know, you spend years building up your credit so that you have the ability to do that. And I call and my credit card company's like, oh, no, we'll take care of that for you, sir. I'm like, yes, you will. Because I put enough money on your freaking card that you should be able to take care of these things for me. All right, common sense. We got a couple minutes left here. Common sense. I want to get through a couple of these. School shooting hoodies. I will say it again. School shooting hoodies. This is a thing from a New York fashion company called Beastroy. Not Destroy. Beastroy. They came out with these hoodies. They are hooded sweatshirts. Uh, that are actually branded with certain schools. One in particular is Sandy Hook. Uh, there's also a Columbine. There's also a, I believe there was a Stoneman Douglas uh, sweatshirt. It's a hooded sweatshirt with bullet holes in it. Because people are fucking idiots. I, I, like, I don't even know what to say to this. I don't even know who was sitting anywhere and said this. You know. And actually, the funny thing is I'm saying this, and these, this is my initial reaction stuff here. That came out when I first saw this story, and then I realized, I sat back and I was doing some show prep on this, and I realized, uh, there's an old saying, there's no such thing as bad publicity. This company, I nobody had probably ever heard of them before, and now they're in the news. However, I do hope that they go completely bankrupt uh, for doing something as disgusting as this. Just absolutely disgusting. School shooting sweatshirts. That's like, It's so cringy. It is so cringy. It's probably one of the cringiest things I've seen in a long time. In a long time. And the Orange Menace was just on television earlier. Still, this is so cringy. Uh, some new vans came out. Special edition vans. We are big fans of vans here at Go Tell It to the Wall. Uh, Ghostly International, which is a, a record label, I believe. They actually teamed up with them to come out with some 20th anniversary sneakers. And they've got the, the little Ghostly logo on there. They're pretty cool looking. Uh, so if you're into vans, check those out. Uh, and it's not quite Halloween yet. And not even October yet. And I'll probably talk about this again for our Halloween episode. Uh, but we are once again getting out of hand with the sexy costumes. That's right. You know, sexy nurse. Okay. Sexy devil. All right. Whatever. You know, sexy lumberjack. Okay. We have absolutely crossed the line with this one. And this is the sexy Mr. Rogers costume. In the category of things that nobody ever needed or asked for or wanted or should exist, the sexy Mr. Rogers costume. Just make if, if I think if you're at a party and so, and there's a, a female wearing this or a male for the love of God, but a female, it's a female costume. It's like short shorts and a weird and it's it's God, it's terrible. 
Uh, you should be able to pour punch on them. Like, no. And you just say no, like a dog. No. No. Your Halloween is canceled this year. Because sexy Mr. Rogers, no. Is nothing sacred anymore. I mean, seriously, is nothing sacred anymore. Uh, and apparently pop sockets, if you're a fan of pop sockets, they're coming out with some new pop sockets. And those are those things that put on your phone and it pops out because people can't hold their phones, I guess. I don't know. I've never needed one of these things. I've never even had one on my phone. Uh, they're coming out with them for cups because apparently people can't hold cups. Jesus Christ. If someone hands me a beer with a pop socket on it, I'm just I'm just going to set it down. Be like, nope, I don't need this. I don't care how thirsty I am. Uh, and there was an audit in California recently that found... Cannabis users are three times more likely to visit illegal pot shops in California than licensed dispensaries. And I have one thing to say to that. Anyone living in California, anyone outside of California that doesn't understand why, why wouldn't you go to the legal shops? Uh, that would be 39%. Let me try that again. 39 fucking percent. That's the tax you pay at a legal pot shop. Three, nine that's more than a third of what you're buying. And you're, that's what you're paying taxes. 39%. So, of course, people are going to the illegal pot shops because California got greedy. and knew this was going to happen because when taxes first came out, it was like, well, this is crazy. Okay. I'll get behind 20%. But then they kept increasing. 39%. That's what you got to pay at a legal pot shop here if, if you don't have medical license. If you have medical license, it's like 33%. Still crazy. So, yes, of course, people are going to illegal ones. And lastly, uh, I will leave you with this. There was a, a father in the United Kingdom, middle-aged father, who actually had a, an energy drink, a monster energy, energy drink. It caused his heart rate to surge to dangerous levels to the point he had to go to the hospital. They found that his heart rate had reached 190 beats per minute. 190 beats per minute. Uh, that is extremely dangerous. That is essentially the equivalent of a distance runner running for like five hours straight. Uh, 190 beats per minute from drinking an energy drink. And again, I've said it so many times. We just, guns, whatever. You know, energy drinks, ah, oh, that's cool. Alcohol, ah, oh, that's cool. You know, but oh, vapes. Oh no, we got to ban that. Hello, energy drinks. People are literally having heart attacks. Energy drinks, it's, it's such a scourge on this world. These energy drinks, and it has to stop. It has to stop. You want to ban things? Ban the fucking energy drinks. And, here, and I'll leave you with this before we go into closing here. Uh, why do you think when it, most people that you run into who are sober, they're like, I'm an alcoholic, all right? I'm, I'm, an, I was, I'm in Narcotics Anonymous or whatever it is. I used to do drugs, but now I'm clean. What are they drinking most of the time? A Red Bull, a Monster, one of, that, one of those things. That is basically sober people cocaine. That's what it is. It's sober people cocaine. And if it's hitting you like cocaine, do you think it's really fucking healthy for you? No. Stop with the stupid energy drinks, people. In fact, this father, he was like, I'm never drinking an energy drink again. My daughter's never drinking an energy drink again. And there needs to be more oversight. Well, duh, you think? Come on now. Don't drink energy drinks. Not like those. You know, there's other stuff out there that's probably much better for you. FRS is actually a good alternative. Uh, it's not going to make you feel like you're on cocaine. But it's going to give you a little more energy. Natural energy as opposed to all this like artificial crap that goes into these monster energy energy drinks and Red Bull and all the likes. Ugh. Ugh. Makes me sick just thinking about an energy drink. Sick. It's gross. All right. On that note, wall fans, common censors, podcast consumers, uh, we will be back next week with episode 111. That's right. Episode 111. 
next week, next Thursday, same wall place, same wall time. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have a lot of good stuff. I did skip over some mental health stuff this week that we'll go into next week's episode into episode 111. Uh, so we'll likely be, I don't want to say heavy, like heavy, depressingly heavy on mental health, but we will have quite a bit of that next week uh, to make up for this week not having a lot of it. Uh, I don't think we have any breaks coming up. Uh, make sure you are following us on Twitter at Tell the Wall Pod and at Magic Muppet. Also, Facebook, facebook.com slash go tell to the wall, where we are currently live. Uh, and YouTube, head on over to YouTube, search go tell to the wall, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe to our channel. Check back often for all kinds of great videos on there. And of course, shawnawarklive.com, your one stop shop for all those things I just mentioned, as well as our Patreon page, our blog posts, uh, new photos and stuff went up this week. You can see a lot of our, our wall fans, our on air producers, uh, all kinds of good stuff. So make sure if, if, if you're not. Uh, if you haven't been checking there recently uh, to head back there and, and see some of the new updates uh, on that note we'll be back next week as I said this has been episode 110 of Go Tell It to the Wall podcast I am your favorite podcast host the one and only Sean O'Rourke and remember wall fans common sensors podcast consumers no matter what you do no matter who you're with no matter where you go and no matter why you are doing it always always use common sense <laughs>